gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in and welcome back to The Take. I am your host, Alan Michael Burnett. We have got a lot to get to in today's episode. Going to be talking some college football, some professional football in the NFL, and closing out with a little bit of golf. Uh, we are all college golfers, so definitely a big interest of ours. We do have the big three in the studio. We've got our producer, Joshua Derricott. How's it going, Josh? Pretty good. How are you? I am great. Carter, uh, another character here on the take. How are you doing today? Greetings, Alan Michael. How are you doing today? It's just a tremendous day to be alive. It is. We're gonna fantastic. Go right, we're going to go right into some college football. And if you're listening, thank you so much. Feel free to share this with your friends and your family and whoever else might be interested in this content. Going to go right into college football. Like and subscribe, please. Like, like and, and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like Every and download subscribe. helps. Like and subscribe. Yeah, I think we got enough of those mentions in there. All right, we're going to go right into uh, college football, into uh, the state of Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee hires uh, Danny White as their new athletic director, getting him over from the University of Central Florida. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. It is not quite as a slam dunk uh, news story as potentially a head coach, but you have to make these moves as an athletic department. I've got no doubt. Was he at UCF when they beat Auburn in 2017 and declared themselves national champions? Uh, Unfortunately, uh, as the Auburn fan in this group, uh, he definitely probably was. Because uh, because let me say, if he was there when they did that, and he's the one behind all that, might not be the biggest fan of Danny him. White was at Central Florida from 2015 to 2021. So there, so you, go. there you so, go. So yep. So so he was there. Got to be honest, as a as a diehard Auburn fan myself, did not like the look of that when UCF declared themselves national champions after beating us in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if uh, Tennessee is going to claim that they brought in a national championship athletic director. Yeah. Hey, quite possibly. Would be definitely... Here at UCF, I'm sure he put that on his resume. Participation trophies. No doubt. I'm sure he put that on his resume as UCF athletic director, national champion. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, anyways, back to Tennessee... They do bring in Danny White. That is the first step into the process of hiring a new head coach. It's going to make things a lot easier when you have somebody in that uh, position. And uh, we're going to go into a quick little um, coaching carousel. A little coaching carousel. Coaching carousel. So, so from- Josh, I'm going to turn the mic over to you. Give us some of these potential candidates that could replace uh, Jeremy Pruitt, who was fired uh, a couple days ago, kind of a shock to some, but at the same time, probably a good thing. Probably a good thing, but obviously, if there's a little bit of baggage, uh, no pun intended, no with pun the intended, baggage there, the baggage there, the Mickey um, D's Mickey money bag, money bags. the McDonald's, the the McDonald's bag scandal, as we'll call it, yeah. is not the best look, especially firing your head coach, getting a new AD. Mm. Might be trying to sweep some things under the rug. Um, Personally, from over... Or under the sink. From multiple years of following uh, SEC football, the money bag from McDonald's seems a little too good to be true. It does. So so who knows if that's even true. But if it is, that's that's kind of a... So their head coaches right now that I think they're looking at from... 
This is Let's go ahead and give the obvious one out yeah, of the way, Josh. The obvious one is definitely Hugh Freeze, if and, I had to guess. And I guess you could say the other obvious one. I don't know. Gus Malzahn, is he an obvious one? We'll go ahead and throw it out there first that Joshua is our resident Ole Miss fan of the group here. I so am. I am a diehard War Eagle fan, but I, I do have some Ole Miss ties. So so he has a little bit of War Eagle and a little bit of Hotty Toddy. That he is likes, a weird combination. He likes that Hugh Freeze. He likes Hugh Freeze. I do like Hugh Freeze. Uh, he, he made a mistake. Everybody does. And, um, you know, getting into the fate side of things, if we can't, if if he claims to be a, a, a changed person or a better person because of that, then that's between him and God. Yeah. And we have to take... It, it's not our job to determine that. Yeah, it is. We all make it's, mistakes. It's between him and God. And just like you said, everybody makes mistakes. Let me tell you what. And, some people would get me for stuff if I was put under a microscope. Yeah, like and him. everybody would. Yeah. Everybody would. So, But Ole Miss, uh, Lane Kiffin is my guy. But that's besides the point. So yeah. we got we got, we got, got uh, Gus Malzahn. I don't know about that one. I I like Gus, but I don't know that he's going to take that job. I think, I think Gus is, is just. I think Gus is going to sit on his twenty-one million mm-hmm. on Lake Martin down in Ellic City, Alabama, and. Come on, let me hear it. What do you got? Right. Um, so this is a very, in this studio, it's an unpopular opinion, um, but <laughs> I personally did not initially agree with the Gus Malzahn firing. I know that a lot of a lot of Auburn fans out there are. Uh, happy to see him go some of them are not I, I would say that definitely after the hiring of new coach Brian Harson, a lot of people are starting to get bought in to where he has the program going and I mean it may end up being a slam dunk move it's the only time will tell especially when you're in a tough conference like the SEC going up against Alabama LSU and Texas A&M and Georgia it just means more it just means it does more. To borrow uh, a phrase. on this, uh, Hugh, on this um, coaching list for Tennessee, Joe Brady, that might be oh the my goodness. best looking me, candidate. How has Joe Brady not gotten a head coaching job somewhere? Because to me, and again, this is in my opinion, and I know that through extensive conversations with Josh, he is one of the greatest offensive minds, not mm-hmm. just in college football, but in the game of football right now, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, Carter, I, I would I would definitely agree. He definitely knows his stuff. Obviously, he uh, caught lightning in a bottle with uh, Joe Burrow at LSU and that unbelievable offense. And I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about uh, a very similar offense that just won a national championship. Yeah, but, at some point. But um, do we have to? <laughs> but yeah, the 2019 LSU offense and the 2020 Alabama offense are the two great, or two of the greatest offenses yes. I personally have ever watched. Yeah. Ever. But uh, back to Joe Brady, he has a great Joe offensive Brady, mind. Joe Brady would be a good hire. What do y'all think about this? This is off the Tennessee head coaching carousel, but let's put a let's put a. Uh, an idea out here. Let's say that um, Ogeron goes has the same season he did last year. Ogeron goes four and he only wins four games. Do they go back and give Joe Brady a call? You know, quite honestly, I think first off, Josh, I don't think Ed Orgeron is going to have a four another three or four win season you think he's going to have year next year. No, I think recruiting classes. I think that LSU. I think LSU's yeah. going to have a great year, and. I think it's going to take a lot more than two down years in years that Alabama is just outstanding. And with to, the LSU team to get, they did have. To get Ed Orgeron out. Because True. Ed Orgeron is, I mean, he is the Louisiana guy. He like, is. Like he is. He is the LSU man. 
Yes. To a T. We're talking about a guy that lured a guy away from Ohio State and he bribed him with gumbo. Yeah. So Ed Orgeron is <laughs> Did not know a, where we were going there, but I'm glad you said gumbo. <laughs> he is definitely a um, great recruiter. And like Carter said, he is the definition of a guy that would be in the state of Louisiana. And he's just a tremendous coach. And that team that won the national championship was absolutely unbelievable. And then... You have a team that maybe was not quite as bought in as this past year's team, but and mm-hmm. also you had an all SEC schedule though, and you were very in tough co- to do. and you were in COVID, in and, COVID. and you know what situation. Mississippi State game, I definitely think was a fluke. If they play them later well, in the year, they yeah. probably beat them. Hey, look, that team, that team, but that potentially kept Florida out of the college football playoff. Yeah. Yeah. and and that's a that's a potential next or a, a potential future episode for us is ranking the best college football teams we've seen in our lifetime. Um, please let us know if y'all want to hear that. Or just like we say, I mean, I know this is a little random, but if y'all have any ideas for us, the DMs are always open. The email address is always there, and we'll be responding. But go ahead, AM. All right, we're going to move on uh, from the college football. Um, just to recap, talking about, we talked about some Tennessee stuff. and uh, Can we talk about Coach Harson real quick at Auburn? Because I have a few things I'd like to say about yeah, sure, that. Yeah, sure, go ahead. I want, is the mic picking me up? I want to be very clear here that I am extremely excited about Coach Harson coming to Auburn University. I said, I said when Gus Malzahn was fired, I said we need somebody from outside of the SEC to come in. And I am extremely excited through watching the stuff that Coach Harson has done and put out to the media. I think he is an incredible motivator and amazing recruiter. And the staff that he has put together, I am super excited about, mainly starting with Derek Mason as the defensive coordinator. But I want that to be on the record here today that I am extremely excited that Coach Harson is seems like a the coach. Guy. You know I know what think I mean by that? You know what Straight I mean? up. Yeah. I think uh, it was definitely important. I think at this point in the Auburn football program, and you look at a guy like Gus Malzahn, and it was just – he had some – I, I want to commemorate Gus Malzahn because he did a lot of great stuff for Auburn Very University. great guy. That was the only hard part for yeah. him. Yeah. Was, was, I mean, was, he was saw, such a good guy. It's hard to break yeah. up with the good ones. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. Love him as a person, but I think his – I I think his – the coaching was just not, not there Western. anymore. Um, I think we had lost a little bit of oomph. And the thing is, playing in the same state as Alabama, your expectations are a national championship. Mm-hmm. And I hate to break it to you, if you're not if you're not living up to the expectations, you're gonna you're gonna be gone. And every coach that comes into somewhere like that has got to know that that's the expectations. Mm-hmm. And us as all Auburn fans sitting around here. We expect national championships. We expect to compete with Alabama. Now, granted, Gus Malzahn did beat Alabama more than anybody else has. This is true. Um, I will give him that. But the games that we win against Alabama always seem to be, with the exception of the 2017 Iron Bowl, like the games always seem to be, I don't want to say they fluky. They are. They know they are. I, they are. They're, just, they're, they're just really quirky. I mean, yeah. like. When, when has you win anybody... off of a pick six off, off of a back, like off of a running back's back, I think it was a running back, right? Yeah. It was, it was the back. When that kind of stuff happens, that is quirky. Yeah. I mean, when are you going to have two pick sixes against Alabama? Yeah. 
I mean, backup quarterback at the time. Yeah. Obviously, turned out to be, I guess, a Heisman good Trophy. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, right. I'm gonna, top I'm ten gonna, pick. I'm gonna, what, do you, in Mac Jones? what do you think of this, Al Michael? So I'm looking at Parsons' staff, and I, I kind of, I like everything, but this is one that uh, intrigues me a little bit. I need to get your two cents on it, Cornelius Williams. Cornelius Williams, Troy, uh, six he, years. So good so, or bad? So first of all, I'm going to uh, say good luck to. Former, now former Auburn linebacker coach Travis Williams. Coach T. Will. God, I'm going to um, miss T. Will. I'm going to miss those videos. He is a fan favorite amongst the Auburn family, and he will definitely be missed. But uh, now we could potentially have a Coach C. Will here at oh, Cornelius. Whoa. And, How about uh, that? And uh, Cornelius uh, Williams. Yeah, he's from Troy. Uh, I haven't really done a whole lot of research about him, but. I mean, Parson said a good young coach. Good young coach. That's well, what we need. That's got, what we're looking for. Well, I mean, it's going to be. I mean, we're definitely looking for some. Listen for, to this. Parson specifically says, I got him because he's from Alabama and he knows what the Auburn Alabama rivalry is like. Yeah, you definitely. kind of like that. When yeah, we yeah. start when we start pointing out that game in late November specifically, I like that. I, I like, like that, that Parson is aware that that's big. And and this is just my opinion. You can say whatever you want to. You can say, "Oh, it's just another game." But I think you are. I think you're doing yourself a disservice to just call the Iron Bowl quote another game in your schedule because it does mean more. To borrow a phrase from the SEC, mm-hmm. of course, it does mean more. The Iron Bowl and the fact that he is acknowledging that, and he is, and he's bringing the intensity that we want. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Coach Harson was a uh, – he definitely has that CEO personality to him. So I love you're, that. You're, like, you're going to run my way. The no crap love way. that. Yes. And Which just, we're finding out now there might have been a little crap going on behind Gus Malzahn. I mean, yeah. and, and, then, and when you have a situation like that, it's just very hard for everybody to get balled in. Now, those have not been confirmed, but, I mean, it is just – it was just very sketchy the way all of that ended. And uh, – but, yeah, so uh, a lot of exciting things to look forward to down in Auburn. Um, only time will tell how good all these hires are. But as of right now, it seems like the Auburn family is getting behind Coach Harson pretty well. But we're going to segue this over to about about two hours northwest of Auburn. Uh, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama hires Bill O'Brien, former Texans head coach, as the Here's offensive Here's a take. Let me Here's a take. Time out. Here's a take. <laughs> I think you could put me as the OC at Alabama. Listen to this. <laughs> Listen to this. You could put me at the as the OC at Alabama, and I could be under Nick Saban, and I'm gonna have a job in three years just because of how I don't I don't know what juice is there. Yeah, Josh is Saban attend, has uh, it. Josh is gonna attend the Saban coaching academy. But to. let me tell you what. With the dumpster fire that is the Texans organization right now, Bill O'Brien is going to kiss the bricks at Tuscaloosa yeah. when he gets there because there is, I mean. He'll probably be wearing a house other, hat. Other than, other than coaching under Bill Belichick, is there any other place in football that you really would like to be a coordinator besides being a coordinator under Nick Saban? Well, what's the, uh, what's the, uh, what's, what's the Bill Belichick guy that's being considered his, uh, Offense coordinator, he's being considered for a few NFL jobs. For uh, currently, yeah, um, I honestly sure. don't know. I know that Matt Patricia just flamed out at the Lions this past year, and he was a Bill Belichick disciple, and they yeah. thought he was going to be huge. Josh McDaniels, 
Josh, Josh McDaniels. McDaniels. Yes. Yeah. The name is on the tip of my tongue. Josh McDaniels, former head coach of the Denver Broncos, he was actually the coach that that drafted or that had something to do with the drafting of Tim Tebow. But unfortunately, that relationship didn't last long mm-hmm. as McDaniels was out very early. I blame Elway for what that. What kind of <laughs> offense does Bill O'Brien like? What it, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I know that Saban's going to have him run. What he uh, wants, I, I, I think that um, I think Bill O'Brien. I, I, I just I just NFL is not really my sweet spot. But I do know that with the weapons that Alabama has, you're pro- and with the way that the offensive game has transitioned in college football, you're probably going and you got to. I mean, a projected starter in Bryce Young. You're gonna see the you're gonna see the guy spread out running the. RPOs. I need him to show me something. You're gonna. I mean, you're gonna need the spread options and the RPOs. And I think when you're bringing in a ton of talent every single year, I mean, you can almost run just about anything. Let's hope you want. in about let's I hope know. in about a year that he hasn't showed you something yes. after the Iron Bowl. Yes. Let's hope that he hasn't. But if I'm quite honest, it's the Auburn in me that I I just have that doubt that I. I don't think he's that good, but I know that's well, the Well, but we also, hand up, we also said that about Mac Jones last year, too, after we beat him. And he hand turns up around. here, I said that about Tua Tungvaluwa. Yeah. I think, I, so, think that, I think that Mac Jones uh, never made an SEC road start before, and his first one was at Auburn. And a playoff spot was in the balance there. And he goes in there and throws for over 350 yards. Now, 350, and f- no, three, about 340 of that was to Jalen Waddle. But at the same time, God. he did throw for over 300 yards on the road in the Iron Bowl and nearly pulled it off. I mean, but really, it was one fluky pick six away from winning the ball game. From winning the what game. What was the final? 48 45. I mean, 48 45. With a doink from a chip shot field goal, yeah. which yeah, it's just it's just whenever Alabama kickers get in those pressure situations, I mean anything anything can happen, and that just goes for college football in general. And hopefully they can. Uh, It'll be really weird to see uh, Butch and Bill O'Brien in the. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think gear. I mean for all these people that just bash these coaches that get fired. I mean these guys these guys don't know don't forget how to coach overnight and. Hopefully, uh, and hopefully, guys like Gus Malzahn. I mean, just because he gets fired, I mean, getting twenty-one million dollars to not coach. Gus I Malzahn mean, could be in Bama sometime. I mean, he may he may want to join the coaching academy. I don't know why he wouldn't. But yeah, so it's just a ticket coaching under Bill. O, I mean, coaching under Bill Belichick or Nick Saban. It's a ticket. Arguably, two three of the years. Football minds in football. It's a ticket to Nick a Saban head coaching job. Is I mean, the best coach ever. I think he's sealed that up. Who? In college Saban? football, at least, yes. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. As yeah. an Auburn fan, what? And here's another thing that we're, I'm not going to get too off on a tangent here, but I I can respect Nick Saban. That's why that has led to some of my suppression of dislike for <laughs> Alabama because I – I, mean, I have to respect Nick Saban. Seven. seven. Well, one with, one with LSU, six with Alabama. Whew. So, se- seven total. What is that, six and 12 years at Bama? Oh, yeah. yikes. How would, you, how would you feel when Nick Saban comes into your house and he's like, yeah, I can guarantee you, literally, when, in your four the, years. You stay all that's four the years, craziest, you're probably going to win That is the craziest stat. If four you, have, if you have played three years of Alabama football, you have won a national championship. Every every uh, under Nick Saban. every recruiting class that Saban has brought in has won a national championship. That is insane. Mm-hmm. Absolutely but, insane. So yeah, uh, 
so yeah, Bill O'Brien, new play caller, probably going to be the play caller at Alabama. And uh, like I said, he is the former Texans coach, which will be a good transition into the NFL talk. Um, it was an exciting week. Uh, what was it? The divisional round this past weekend. Yeah, but we round. also had a little. We also had a little coaching carousel in the NFL as well. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we do we want to talk about that afterwards, or do we want to go ahead and get the games over with, or what? Um, well, we can get into the coaching. Actually, team, real quick, for now. Okay. Real quick, while we're talking about Bill O'Brien, we we at least need to acknowledge the dumpster fire that is the Texans right now. And, Ugly. And Ugly. Deshaun Watson. It, Take take right here with James Harden leaving to go to Brooklyn, and now Deshaun Watson just is demanding to be out, basically doing the same thing as James Harden did. What's in the water in Houston? I mean, there is something going on down there in Houston. We, we can sit here and and speculate all day about where Deshaun Watson would end up. But well, Deshaun Watson and Watt want out too. Well, JJ Watt. I mean, didn't he say he's going wherever he goes? Deshaun kind of Watson is. Is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but he gets no recognition because they win four games a year. Well, let's look at let me, while you're talking. I'm gonna find Deshaun Watson's just, stats for this year, and I'm pretty sure I saw something where it was if if the Texans were to make would have made the uh, playoffs this this year, they he probably would have been the MVP. I just I I think I mean Deshaun Watson is is arguably top five talent in mm-hmm. the. In the NFL, on the quarterback side, I personally would like to see him in a Bears uniform. Yeah, that would be nice. A, That's I'm my big, opinion. I'm a big Deshaun Watson uh, supporter as well. I just we are because just, what he did to Alabama. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring that up. Beat Alabama. I mean, it's just. I mean, if you if you beat Alabama, I mean, I'm all for it. All right, listen to this. He led the league in pass yards. He led the league in passing. Okay, so I I remember hearing that on another podcast about sports. I. I remember hearing that, but didn't want to say because I didn't want to sound yeah. dumb if it was wrong. Thirty-three touchdowns, tied for seventh. Seven interceptions, He's, tied for seventh. And and he did that with name me the number one receiver at te- at Texas. Right uh, yeah, no, because they traded. They him. traded DeAndre Hopkins away for for dirt. And yeah, let I me, mean, let me look up the Texas public service announcement for all NFL teams. You probably don't need. If you want to have a great relationship with your quarterback as a general manager, do not trade away <laughs> his, his favorite and best weapon. Okay, the Texans, Will Fuller is the biggest name I think they have right now. I mean, they do have Randall Cobb on the roster, but I don't – he well, he's Will Fuller, Notre Dame or something. I'm sorry, but I think he's a little washed up. You think so? Really? I, I, I think so. But but all I'm saying is the there's something going on down in Houston – between James Harden leaving to go to the Nets and forming a super team and Deshaun Watson wanting out. And now I know Deshaun Watson's disdain is more with the ownership and the fact of when they, in their head coaching process, they did not bring him in the loop. Uh-huh. And he was not happy about that. Randall Cobb is on the IR, by the way. Yeah. Um. But but I think, I mean, hey, if you've got – a fr- a clear clearly Deshaun Watson could be a franchise quarterback if you would make him and I think and and by all from what I hear that's what they want to make him you might want to let him into the big decisions about the organization I'm just saying I think, uh, uh, do y'all know who the second string is who for the Texans yes who's the second string quarterback AJ McCarron AJ McCarron uh, they won't have him leading that organization uh, I don't, uh, I don't, potentially I don't Taylor so. Heineke come in Ooh, if, um, if if Deshaun Watson leaves yeah we're gonna stay in the AFC South um, and we're gonna 
<laughs> you like that, didn't you? Yeah, I don't really. I'm not. We're, I'm we're a gonna, big NFL gonna, guy. That's why Alan Michael gets the big yeah, bucks. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, we're gonna stay. Yeah, whatever big bucks. You're this episode about, presented by whatever y'all uh, whatever y'all refer to as big bucks. I don't receive. So, <laughs> but uh, we're gonna stay in the NFC South. Uh, Jaguars hire, and to me, I'm still shocked. This happened oh, probably God, a week ago. Yeah. I'm still shocked. I can't believe it. Urban Meyer. They hired Urban Meyer to be. Their head coach. I cannot believe Urban Meyer, who has not what? had a head coaching position in the end. That's the only reason yeah, I'm no, surprised. No, 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 I understand. The, you the know guys won the... national championships at Florida and Ohio mm-hmm. State, and then takes on, and then leaves Ohio State yep. after a 12-1 season for medical reasons, takes two years off as an analyst, and now he's landing a job with a team that had a very modest win record, 1-15. <laughs> um, but on the bright side, they do have the talent around there. Gardner Minshew did get injured. But yeah. you're about to bring in. I mean, I'm a huge Gardner Minshew fan. For I mean, the record. I mean, if, unless something crazy happens, I mean, you'll Trevor Lawrence has got to be headed to Jacksonville, and then you have an experienced team around him. Mm-hmm. See, see, let if, me just uh, say, you would be so dumb not to take Trevor Lawrence with the first pick of the draft. <laughs> Jaguars beat the Colts this year. And Jaguars that's their one win. <laughs> that's a, no, that's a good, good Colts team. Great Colts and team. I might be wrong, but I think it was week one. It was. Week it was one. week one. So they're on a nice 15-game losing streak yeah, right now. I think, uh, I think that the Colts this year, I know they didn't – Make it made the playoffs. In the playoffs. You run into the Bills with those with that. <laughs> Which team, we will get to the Bills in a second. The Bills, no doubt. Uh, I personally think that the Colts are a franchise quarterback away. They are um, because so that there's so much talent. Actually, here you go. And Jonathan I mean, Taylor with with the running back. The Colts are Carson Wentz away. You watch. Carson Carson Wentz is too old to be a franchise quarterback. Listen, Frank Reich was the OC when they when they and after Philadelphia has fired Doug Peterson, they're going to keep Carson Wentz because because the word on the street was Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz did not get along. If you're an Eagles fan right now, I don't know that you feel too good. Yeah, Eagles, Eagles, the Uh, Eagles, the uh, Texans. Texans. I mean, just, just even the Dolphins. Kind of. You're on the you're on the rise, but you're in that middle. Well, the Eagles. You're not quite ready to win a championship. Yeah, no the way. Eagles are three years Try removed. Try making the playoffs first. The Eagles are only three years removed from a Super Bowl, and they're not even contending in the NFC East. Well, I don't like, think they, like, Doug Peterson should have got fired, they but I think that last game had a uh, a big. Well, they couldn't. Out. They couldn't contend in the NFC East, and the winner of that division won six games. Uh, let's <laughs> just call them the NFC but, Beast. Let's get to the games. What do we think about? What do we think about? So the it was a. Um, I mean, of all these games, I, think, I mean, the closest one was the most shocking. I didn't really think this one would be as close, but I mean, when, did the favorites win every game? Because I mean, like I'm looking at the scores uh, here, and, and I remember watching them. I think the favorites won every game. Like, uh, see, I, I thought, think the Saints thought, were favorites. I thought I thought the Bucks beating the Saints was. I thought that was the only one that shocked me. Yeah, and honestly, it was probably. The Saints were probably only favored by a point and a half or two and a half points because they two. were. At I think home. it was plus three and a half. It's hard to beat. It's hard to beat, beat New Orleans. It's hard to beat New Orleans on the road in the Superdome. COVID well, or no COVID. Well, yep. but it does. But with the Superdome being empty. Does help when your quarterback, when New Orleans quarterback uh, Drew Brees can't throw the ball fifteen yards down the field. 
That is a very, very shout good out to call. Carlton Davis for absolutely locking down Carlton Michael Davis Thomas and this Jamel week. Dean. Is Auburn DBU? Maybe. Is no, it, is no. Auburn <laughs> DBU? Great, no, great no, question. No, not, not quite. Not, Step aside, not LSU. To, not but, ready to give them that title yet. So we've got the Bucks Saints. We can start with that game. Bucks Saints. I mean, um, the goat does it again. Uh, Thirty to twenty. I mean, they just go right into New Orleans, and they kind of had control of most of the game. And yeah, like it, it was a game that it never really felt like this. Like the the of course the score was ten points, but it never felt like the Bucks really had it out of hand. I just don't. I still don't understand how you bet against Tom Brady. Well, until we get to next week, how you bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs? He's such a gritty competitor. He is. And with the offensive weapons that Tampa Bay has built, absolutely, it's going to be so hard to beat. And uh, Saints, it says here they had, am I seeing that right, four turnovers? I, yes, yes. I'll get you beat. <laughs> and they were all and on Drew Brees. Didn't they have, didn't Jameis throw a fluky Jameis threw pass, made the game? Jameis threw a that touchdown pass. That was earlier pass. in the game. That yes, was like it was. Real early, but. Jameis threw a touchdown pass on a trick well, Jame- play. Well, Jameis was their only hope for throwing the ball down the field. And, right. and the Bucks knew that. And shout out, I mean Carlton Davis. Shout out to Lenny. Playoff Lenny. I mean Playoff Lenny. Yeah. Leonard Fournette, as Joe yeah. Buck calls him, Leonard Fournette, just showing up in the prime time under the lights of the Superdome and just absolutely having his will, really, on the Saints' defensive yeah. line. I mean, it seemed like every time they needed a good run, he just ate up six to eight yards. Yeah, no doubt. So we're gonna go over to the uh, the other NFC game of the week. It was Packers Rams. Um, the only thing I can say about that, it's hard to beat Green Bay in the playoffs in Green Bay. It's just a we very can go tough further. Team. We can go further I, more than that. I, it's hard to beat Aaron Rodgers well, at the right. level. I mean, when at Aaron the level Rogers he's is... playing at right now, and I think I seriously think Aaron Rodgers is the most he's clutch quarterback he's ever. There. Who is more clutch than Aaron I can't. Rogers? I mean, he's, the I only argument would be the only argument time. would be Tom Brady. And I mean, but, he's just good. Is, he's just yeah. the goat. I think he's a better thrower than Tom Brady, hands down. I just you know what people you know what a lot of teams don't respect out of Aaron Rodgers, and this was shown full force when he scrambled out. The dude can like he can move. He can move for he's a uh, for an older guy. He's thirty eight years old, I believe. He can move. Isn't that old? Yeah, I think, I so. think so. I think so. He was, I can check that. Wow. He's older because yeah. I think he had to sit. I think he had to sit for a little bit when he got drafted at Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, thirty-seven. By the way, Aaron Rodgers is a uh, near and dear to our hearts because uh, he's a JUCO product, and we're all JUCO products. So. Is he really? <laughs> yes, Represent he is. JUCO he game from that. Uh, he went to Cal. He uh, did go right, to that's Cal. Right, that's right. That's right. Max Homa. Good buddy with Max Homa. Max Homa. Uh, take a guess at what his 40-yard dash time was. What was Aaron Rodgers' 40-yard dash time? 5.1. Uh, slow. 4.7. Whoa! Very impressive. Anything sub-5, I'm impressed with. From What do we think about the uh, game, though, coming up? So, I mean, I, well, well we, we need to talk so a little bit about that. Here's the thing. the Packers-Bucks in Green Bay. Well, first off, let's, let's discuss the Packers-Rams just for a second, because yeah. this was the most uneventful game of the day. Rams made it close. Jared Goff, great quarterback. Sean McVay, phenomenal coach. He is. He I'm is. a fan. Aaron phenomenal. Donald, Aaron Donald was hurt, I believe. Like, Aaron Donald was really, on the, he, Aaron Donald he played, was like snap count. Yeah. Like he he can only play fifty percent of the snaps. And the thing was, he maybe had he maybe had one quarterback hurry in the whole entire game, so he was just a non-factor. You know who people Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup was, was out, so yep. Jared Goff's number one receiver's out, 
And in an offense that's so heavily reliant on the pass game, especially those little slant routes from when they line Cooper come up in the slot and run him in a slant, I mean, that's just... Packers put up 32 points on yeah. the Rams defense, and that D-line is nasty. Yeah, yeah. The D-line of... Leonard Floyd, or is that his name? Mm, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. good. The Georgia. D-line, and, and with Jalen Ramsey, okay. I mean... Well, a lot of people don't know this, but the Rams are one of the better rushing teams. They are. And uh, Cam Akers is a dog. Cam Akers is an Rookie. absolute stud. Rookie out of Florida State. Guy is an absolute unit. Yes. And he is, has the potential kind of... I mean, he's definitely going to be a stud. All right, well, hold if up. He's Let's look at this. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, I think the Rams within the next this year, it's got to be hard being a team in the state of California during this oh, COVID sure. pandemic because you're having to deal with things in the state of California that in Texas they aren't having to deal with. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, we, the the Rams made all the way to the divisional round. I say that's talk fine. About California. I'll they 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 ran into a buzzsaw of the Packers. I mean, the Packers. I'm going to say it right here. Packers are going to beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl Ooh. or the Bills. Wow. The Packers are going to win wow. the Super Bowl. I hope not because I kind of like Chicago. But look at this. Let's look at this. So, let me just call you through a little bit of uh, Green Bay stats here. We got Aaron Rodgers, obviously. 23 of 36, 296 yards. Um, Aaron Jones, listen to this. 14 carries, 99 yards. Gets better, though. You've got The Green backup. Bay offensive line? Yeah. Those are some grown yeah. men up there. The meat Those and are potatoes. some grown Jamal Williams, men. Aaron Jones backup. 12 carries, 65 yards. Wow. I mean, Dillon, all that six tells carries, me, 27. That, you're deep. All that tells me, Josh, is that your offensive it line is, is insane. And the thing is... I can throw from a pocket that an offensive yeah. line sets me. And then when you have the connection that Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers have with each other, that's very, very hard to beat. Yeah. And they had um, uh, MVS, what's his name? Valkes Valdez Scant- Valdez Scant- Valdez yeah. Scant- yeah. yeah. He had Listen a great game, too. So this is, this is just a tip to uh, Matt LaFleur. They threw it 36 times. They ran it 36 times. Yeah. I mean, Matt LaFleur, Sean McVay. Hard to play against. Matt LaFleur and Sean McVay, the two head coaches of the future, they will be around for a long time. Yep. Yep. Definitely uh, going to be an exciting NFC championship out of the Packers and the Bucks. One more one more thing. Aaron Rodgers' first NFC championship game at in Green Bay. You got to think he's going to turn it on a little bit more for no that. Doubt, I would no think. doubt. So we're going to go from NFC. Kind of took a little bit of a long time over that one, so we'll kind of be as brief as we can with the AFC uh, here's your little uh, Bills Ravens score, was not really any score right. update. Uh, Bill Bills just beat the Ravens. Once Lamar went out of the game, it was yeah. uh, not a whole lot of productivity. Out of the that, that Josh Allen is Mr. Buffalo, and he will be getting a paycheck at the end of this yeah, year. I would definitely uh, think so. Yeah, Bills win that one, seventeen three. Pretty uh, handily. Pretty handily. Kind of a boring game. It now. was weird. One of those, very, one of those very defensive game. Pick six yeah. at the end of the game to make the to make the score wider than it was. Yeah. But Chiefs really didn't play the greatest. Chiefs, I mean, didn't not play the Chiefs. Uh, the Bills really didn't play the greatest. But I'm um, get us to the next one. That's going to be a fun one to talk about. Uh, Chiefs beating the Browns. I mean, you got arguably the greatest or the best quarterback in the league right For now. For sure. I mean, no doubt. I mean, the guys I, getting paid. The guys getting paid half a billion dollars. Between the four teams that were in the AFC division around this year. I don't see a future where those four teams aren't in the division, aren't in the playoffs every single year. Here we go. Look, I mean, on look, paper they definitely should be. 
let's take this into account. Is after okay, let's say this. After Tom Brady leaves, is Patrick Mahomes the new Tom Brady? I don't even think it's debatable. I mean I think, I think, I think I if you're think I think Patrick Mahomes has a lot more abilities than Tom Brady. He's he definitely does. a ton he's his mobility is definitely a lot different. I just don't see how you compare the two. They're two you're right. I mean, one's a freak because he just finds ways to win every single game. One's a freak because I mean the guy it it seems like he makes up throw like the no look passes the behind the back stuff. It's like he makes stuff up on the fly in the games. Yeah, I mean it's the just only, two completely different quarterbacks. The only styles. thing that worries me about the Chiefs, and they kind of put this narrative to bed a little bit with this game by going down and scoring on the first drive of the game, was it's almost like the Chiefs just kind of linger around, linger around, and then they're like, "Oh, we have to win a game." They play. And they, they play with you. And 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 they come back and win the game. They always win the game, but I mean. Listening to other sports podcasts, and and this has nothing to do with what we want to talk about, but like from a betting side of things, I know that they've, like the Chiefs haven't covered the spread in like the last handful of games, Mm-mm. just because they played a level of their competition, yeah. and I they kind of just eight turn, games they haven't covered. Yeah, and it's just like they just turn it on when they need to, and they have a different level. So, but think about it though. Do you think? But that just scares me though, because that's like one. Because like if Mahomes has to lead a last minute drive. And while, granted, I don't think there's any other quarterback, maybe besides Aaron Rodgers in the NFL right now, that I would take to lead a, a two-minute drive to win the game. You could pick either one. The only thing that worries me is, yeah, Patrick Mahomes has done it a lot, but there's going to be one time. there. I mean, there's going to be one time where he's going to throw some interception. And, and I just don't want that to happen late. I wish – I would just like to see the Chiefs get off to a little hotter start and – be a little more explosive early. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, that's an that's that's a good point. I just think that, I mean, looking at the stat line right here, if you, I, I think that Tyreek Hill, when you got a guy like Chad Henney in the game, he's not as experienced as a Patrick Mahomes. I just, uh, I thought the Browns did an unbelievable job. I mean, containing him, especially like on the speed sweeps, they only held him to nine rushing yards, and they usually try to get him involved in a lot of the. Uh, this, I mean, this is Tyreek almost is a bad. This is dynamic. almost a bad rap for the Bills coming up because I'm just looking at the stats here. Andy Reid, when he sees the stat line and sees that uh, Tyreek Hill was kind of mediocre in this game, yeah, I hate to he was it. mediocre and he had 110 yards. Yeah. that's how much of a freak this guy yeah. is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, but but I'm pretty sure. I mean, like, I think he had 110 yards, but I'm pretty sure he had one play that was like 60 or 70. So guy's I mean, a big, guy's a playmaker. He averaged 13 and 13 and a half. Yeah, reception. So, and here's here's the, here's the it's a two headed monster. You got Travis Kelsey too. I don't know how. How do you defend Travis Kelsey when he just slips off of that line and goes and sits down in the zone? How do you defend mm-hmm. Travis 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 Kelsey? Oh. Yeah, they have a lot of uh, yeah. That's what it's just. It seems like an embarrassment of riches. I mean, you got unbelievable time to Travis. Mention- Travis Kelsey, you got your two speedsters and Miko Hardman. And I was going to we hadn't even mentioned Miko Hardman. Yeah. Hey, but Sammy Watkins, I mean, oh, it's yeah. just a who's who of receivers. Still confused about that trade a couple years ago. Well, whatever. The Panthers, right? Panthers? Yes. I, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, we got to give a hand clap to the Cleveland Browns. That was a good year. Yeah. yeah. Shout out, shout out, Cleveland Browns. You didn't uh, go as, I mean, Baker, you Come on, Browns fans. If in the back of your mind, first off, 
you're probably not going to beat the Chiefs. But Kevin just Stefanski as a general, is going to be the coach. Oh, my goodness. Yes, Kevin Stefanski, amazing. Yep. Just as a general fan, if you weren't in the back of your head a little bit pulling for the Browns to win, I really don't know if you're a true football fan. Because the Browns just had, they, they almost seemed like a team of destiny. Quite honestly, just handled the Steelers last they week. did, gosh. Without a head coach or an offensive line. And the game ended up being looking a lot closer, but they were playing a cushion defense. Just yeah. Prevent defense. Yeah. Which, I'm also seeing over here on the right side, uh, the football team hired a new GM today. Really? Interesting. Martin Mayhew. Anybody uh, got to look at him? Nope. Not at all. Okay. Not uh, sure. We're not here to talk about the Washington football team, yeah. though. No, they had their time the in the moment. sun. They did. Not at the moment. Taylor but, Dineke but, was better. We've got to, we got to mention Patrick Mahomes yeah. getting hurt. we got to at least acknowledge that Patrick Mahomes got hurt. Supposed I mean, Chad, Chad Henney stepped up and was able to survive an event. That was kind of the equivalent. Something I remember was when Clemson won the national championship a few years ago. They went fifteen and zero. I remember mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence was a true freshman at the time. Yeah, and this was just after they were having a quarterback battle with him and Kelly Bryant. That's Kelly, right. Kelly Bryant left in the middle of the season in the first game that Trevor Lawrence played. Missouri Tigers. A, he had a uh, he had a concussion in mm-hmm. the middle of the game. And they had to rely on the third string quarterback to lead it to a comeback, and then went on to be undefeated. So that I mean, that kind of reminded me something that a lot of people aren't familiar with. Chad Henney, he's a veteran. I mean, he's been in the league for a long time, and he was able to step up and get the get the win. I mean, that that third down scramble. Are you Kelly kidding Bryant me? went undrafted in the all time draft. all time football name too in Chad Henney. I mean, Chad I mean, Henney, what a great name! Very catchy. Like. How do you not just pull for that guy? I mean, anything is possible, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, to quote, that was good. I mean, don't give out Michael credit. That's a that's a Patrick Mahomes tweet. No, I, know. Is it? Yes. I saw about I saw about five hundred of them. <laughs> for those of you Same wondering, way. I'm not real active on social media. So. No, Josh hey, but I am. So so while we're at it, I'll go ahead and just keep plugging the social media because I will be answering all DMs, all questions at the take underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. DM us. Questions. Anytime we can drop that in there a little bit, just let us know. Me being the self-proclaimed director of communications for the take, uh, just let me know if you have any questions. We'd love to hear your feedback. Comment, DM, anything. I'll answer it. I I can promise you I'll look at it. So, on to the next thing. What are we going to next? All right, fellas, we're headed to the PGA Tour. We get to go to Hawaii. Uh, we get to go to Hawaii. The Sony Open in Hawaii. Um, second, yeah, second event of the year. Uh, our man walking, walking the putts. What is that? What is that? Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Okay, right, I'm sure you keep is. telling yourself that. <laughs> um, with rounds of 67, 66, a 61 on Saturday, and a final round 65, our man walking the putts in from every length, Kevin Nog. Gets the his, inspiration of Alan Michael. Gets his How many feet of putts did he make? A lot. Um, That's the only way he wins. Yeah. Is when he He'll probably tell you because, I mean, he, he just probably hit it 260 down. down the middle and made. So yeah, he wins by one stroke over uh, Joaquin Neiman and Chris Kirk, who we'll get to in a little bit. But Kevin Na wins his fifth PGA Tour event. Did any of you guys get a chance to watch it? I didn't. I watched. I watched a little bit of it. Um, I don't really. I hate I this, think but it, I can't get in. I can't, yes, I am a college athlete and I do play golf, but I can't really watch golf on Sundays when the Chiefs are playing the Bills. Well, and that's the thing is they well, were yeah. going up against. 
they they were going against a, a prime time football game. And it's the Sony Open. To be fair, there's a lot of events that get. I mean, the PJ Tour playoffs. I mean, they get overlooked by the NFL stories yeah. and the college football stories. And I mean, like, right now we're in that little stretch where it's just kind of hard. It's to just kind of dead. Yeah. It's kind of dead, and you're going up against the biggest NFL games of the year. And yep. I mean, I'm the most like I'm the most diehard golfer. Around this table, and I watch golf religiously, and I couldn't help but watch the NFL just because yeah. it just means so much more. And the thing is, like when Nance I mean, isn't commented on Sundays, well, it's and well, and if you've got somebody, if you've got a big name in the lead, yeah. and and you're bringing more, I mean, if we got Tiger, JT, um, who is hurt, Rory, I mean, if we, if you got one of those guys up there, then I then maybe I watch. Over an NFL game, but uh, there's just not much. There's just not much to watch. And fun fact, Al Michael, as I'm sure you know, Kevin Na with his fifth PGA Tour win matches the oh, Oklahoma State University, the pride of Oklahoma State University, Mr. Ricky Fowler. Yeah, uh, matches Lord, him in career wins. Poor Ricky, dude. Yeah, get it going. I'm. Uh, I have a lot of Ricky just, takes that we could get to, but I'm not going okay, to. Okay, Big Randy, chill out. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So Kevin Na, fifth PGA Tour win. Uh, he's just a. I don't. I mean, it's just very cash fun machine. Watch. It's fun watching him play when he's when he's got the putter on. He kind of reminded me of a. Uh, Kind of a Jordan speed. When he gets the putter rolling, it's fun to watch. But uh, kind of gets on my nerves when he walks. He's a he's a straight cash I'm machine. Sure everything. That play with him he's never done it. that much for me, honestly. True, like, true. like he's not gonna make me turn the TV on. Yep. Not that I don't think he's a fantastic golfer or a great person. It's just yeah. competing against the, the competing against the JT the NFL. The, I mean, well, I'm just saying from a golf perspective, competing like who would you rather watch in the final group? Uh, Alan Michael over here loves Bryson. I mean, I'd rather honestly watch Bryson, Bryson than Kevin Na in the final group. Kevin Na in the final group. Agree with that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just... <laughs> I would hope so. It's just in these big events, it's just hard for people to get attached to them hey. because it's not... The Sony Open is not an equivalent to the Masters, not the U.S. Open or anything like that. But we will... Um, Something interesting here, I see they... Uh, Played live clean in place. Nothing big deal about that one. Oh, um, nothing's big just, around there. But a as, club length. As a, as a, I mean, in. If you don't know my what apologies, that means, let my the, apologies let the for the non-golfers that are listening to this podcast. But give us just humor us for a couple minutes while we air out. Some You're not of the going to hurt our feelings. You can go ahead and skip a few five minutes. Yeah, it's fine. Tag us. Bring the PGA. The I'm, I'm just going The PGA Tour playing lift clean in place. A whole club length is absolutely absurd. We had a monsoon come through Hansel, Alabama today, and yeah. we played a scorecard length. Yeah. So here's my only thing. Was it lift clean in place only in the fairway? It was in the fairway. But, but however, I watched an incident because cause I watched a little bit of this until the NFL games got, got ramped up. Yeah. There was an incident where somebody was on the, the edge of the green, the fringe, which, of course, counts as fairway cut. He was able to move his ball a club length, and it drastically changed the shot that he hit. He ended up going from having a chip shot downhill to a putt that he made a little less downhill. Like it's just it's stuff like that. And I mean, because because the thing is, you can bring your driver out to do that. Like yeah. you can it, you get a which drivers are 43, 44 inches. Forty six. I mean, you're right. getting yeah. Eh, yeah, it's between there. Yeah. You're getting. 
three feet, three, four feet of relief yeah. when you play on the PGA Tour and you play the most well-manicured courses week in and week out. Let me ask you what you think about this. So, and this isn't towards the tournament, but what do you think about, um, you know how you're, you hit the fairway, you're feeling good. And you're in a divot. What do you? How long do you think it takes until we can uh, pull it out of a divot, or we play lift clean in place always in the fairway? Do you think that ever? Happens? I don't agree with lift clean in place always in the fairway. However, I do agree with the lift, divot with taking it out of a divot. Mm-hmm. I feel like I you feel think like you're going to get some gray areas there, though. Well, potentially. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, there's there's two sides to the coin. One side. Honestly, it doesn't happen that often, but when it does happen, it is a big deal to you. I mean, I've probably had it happen twice to me this season, this whole entire season, and that's it. Yeah. But at the same time, though, one time that it did happen to me, I was on the 18th hole of a tournament that I was one stroke back, and I was in a divot. So a- after I'd hit it in the fairway. Now, if you don't hit it in the fairway, all bets are off. Yes. But I do think within the next few years, We're gonna we, see will see, we, we will see a rule change where – you can move a ball out of a divot. I know that uh, that Jack Nicholas is a huge proponent for for not playing the ball out of a divot because Jack's on the same. I mean, it's the it's the lifelong it's the lifelong debate. You've hit a fantastic shot and you're having to scramble for par. Mm-hmm. But we can I, I can talk so much more about that. But let's just go ahead and get into Al Michael. Lead us in, I guess, what are we talking about? Chris Kirk next? Uh, yeah, uh, like I said, Kevin Na wins the Sony Open. His runner-up, Chris Kirk, uh, was definitely something to take note of from Carter's perspective because he is such a huge golf fan and he knows about a lot of these, a lot of these players and he kind of knows the ins and outs. And I mean, well, Carter's been doing some research. He's actually found an interesting backstory behind. I mean, the guy didn't win the golf tournament, but the fact that he finished second. I mean, considering this guy's story over the last few years is, I mean, is a pretty cool story. Mm-hmm. So if, if you want to go into that real quick, Carter, I mean, yeah. I, th- I think it's a pretty interesting story. I mean, for even yeah. non-golf fans out there. It's a it's a very interesting story, and it's a story that is very relatable to to all people. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those of y'all that aren't familiar, that aren't deep into the golf game, Chris Kirk had started out a few years back had battles with anxiety, deep anxiety. I mean, and we're talking about a, we're talking about a, guys, I'm going to go around here. How many win? how many PJ Tour wins do you think Chris Kirk has? Zero. Josh says zero. Al Michael, how many do you think Chris Kirk has? Uh, I'm going to say three. Really? Four. Wow. Four. He is a four-time PGA Tour winner, and he's struggling with anxiety. Time out, time out. By the way, um, Alan Michael literally could tell you how many wins this dude X name him in 1951. He yeah, could he could I, I can tell you when the Masters in 1934. I mean it's I know it's kind of lame, but I mean we'll just he can do it. But okay. back to your story. I know I ruined that, but no, that's, can, that's that's, that's, a, that's perfectly okay. fine. That's but okay. so so this guy so Chris here he struggled struggled with anxiety and then. Him struggling with that anxiety led to a alcohol addiction. Um, a few years back, he steps away from the game of golf, says, I've got to get my life right, checks himself into rehab. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not going to get deep into this, but the way the PGA Tour works, if if you have a some, some kind of medical issue and you have your PGA Tour status, 
whenever you the deem yourself um, fully injured or fully fully healed. Uh, fully healed, I guess you could say you get X amount of starts. Is it seven? It's it's seven or eight. You you get seven or eight starts to get so many FedEx Cup points or earn so many dollars to get your PGA Tour card back like you like like you left it off. Yeah. So Chris Kirk needed, I believe it was a tied for third to get to lock up his PGA Tour card mm-hmm. for the next year, year and a half. And he finished tied for second. And this was his last start in his medical exemption. Very so cool story. that's just a that's just a great story. And and the thing is, is I think I think we need to do him justice because he has come out, he himself has done golf channel pieces and has gone on podcasts like the No Laying Up podcast and explained his story in detail because he wants to bring awareness to these issues. He doesn't want to sweep his struggles under the rug. Mm-hmm. And so I think we need to do him justice by mentioning the the struggles that he's gone through since he has been so open with the media about that. That means he wants that out there. I think we need to address that. And just, I mean, just the ultimate feel-good story of the week, in my opinion, that you probably didn't hear much about, which we're not going to get into the way things are covered, but that was just a that, that was just what I thought was honestly bigger than Kevin Don winning the tournament, in yeah. my opinion. We aren't Kevin Don fans, though, so we really can't put yeah. two cents in. Yeah, Carter, that, that's, a, that's a really, really good piece there. Um, and we're going to wrap up this golf segment with one more story. Uh, Tiger Woods undergoes his fifth back surgery. By the way, Gosh. on this, I have one bone to pick with golf. Golf Digest, okay. I think it was Golf Digest. It was one wow, of the, calling out Golf Digest. Calling out it Golf was, Digest. It was one of the bigger things. Catch me outside. How I think that? they started the article. The, it, it was clickbait. They started the article by Tiger Woods, like, ends his career indefinitely or something. Some clickbait. It was, let me actually look it up. But yeah, I mean, the headline went, that I saw from Golf Digest said just Tiger Woods out. Yeah, indefinitely. Yeah, that, yeah. That's what it is. Hopes to return that's what to the Masters. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't. Don't give me that. The, it's Tiger the, Woods for playing problem, here. I mean, I don't want to question or cross Tiger Woods in any way, but I mean, Tiger Woods is receiving some negative press right now after this HBO documentary that's come out. Do you think he might have staged a little, staged a little something to get his name back in the news, circulating for him? It's Tiger. Uh, I, I personally don't. Tiger think doesn't so. need. I mean, <laughs> that was a very hot take, by the yeah, way. That's no, that's just so. me kind of being a little stupid. We're just trying but, to. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think got to cover uh, all grounds. A lot of a lot of uh, golf fans out there. I mean, I got two guys in the studio with me that are big Tiger fans. They, I mean, they love. We're gonna have him on the podcast I mean, next week. Actually. Yeah, I'm sure um, he'll be calling from his hospital bed. Yeah, correct. Um, but no, I mean, I'm a, I mean, I'm a Tiger supporter. I mean, I'm not a diehard fan like these two guys. But I mean, it is good to watch. I mean. I haven't always been a huge Tiger fan, but when Me he did, when, but when he is in the mix, it is fun to watch him play. Like when I he, was like when he won the match. I'm not a Tiger fan by any at any measure, but at the same time, when Tiger was coming down that back nine in the 2019 Masters, I was hoping Francesco Molinari slipped and fell into Ray's Creek, yes. um, which yes. he did. <laughs> I mean, his ball did, but um, but yeah, it's. I mean, stories like that, I mean, it's one of the greatest comebacks in sports history. I think it I is. Was arguably, greatest. arguably the, the greatest sporting comeback. Here's we the are thing. I wasn't, I wasn't a Tiger Woods fan, but 
I'm going to brag a little bit. I was at the 2018 Tour Championship walking down the 18th ferry behind him for his first PGA Tour win in five years. Mm-hmm. And in one day, that changed my whole opinion yep. of the guy. Yep. I became a, a huge Tiger supporter. Yep. He's not my favorite golfer on tour, which I'm sure we'll do a whole other podcast of our favorite golfers on yep. tour. But I definitely do support him. Always pull him forward when he's in the mix, unless it's against Kevin Kisner or Jordan Spieth. But I do... I do like Tiger a lot, and you know, Tiger. T- Tiger has one of these surgeries that pops up once. I mean, Tiger pops up a, a a surgery once every four months. I mean, back in October, he had his knee cleaned out. So I mean, it, t- Tiger has these surgeries. I don't know how severe it is. Whenever we start saying back, though, that's I when like I start that, to yeah. that, that. That's when I start to get really, really. Anxious. Yeah, I mean, Tiger Woods, he's just such a captivating individual. So many people just, I mean, they live and die on every single word that the man has to say. There's just, yeah. there's only X amount of athletes in the history of sports yep. that, I mean, that have had the influence that Tiger has. I mean, he's up there with Michael Jordan and, yeah. I mean, uh, I would say LeBron James. Well, let's I say mean, this. That kind, of, that, that kind of influence. Let's say this. If Tiger Woods is this successful as he was in golf, in basketball, mm-hmm. I think a lot more people know about him. Correct? Absolutely. But but the flip side to that is, though, so he many put th- golf in a different strategy. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm getting at. So, so many people know of golf because of Tiger. That just goes to Absolutely. show how great he Absolutely. is and was. Absolutely. A lot of people don't know anything, a single thing about golf. They don't know what a tee box yeah. is. They don't know what a par is, but they know who Tiger Woods is. They do. So, I mean, a guy has that much influence. But, um, but yeah, so that's going to wrap up our little golf segment, and that's actually going to wrap up this podcast. Before we close, Alan Michael, just have to stress again, the DMs are open. The email is open. Uh the email is at is thetakepod1 at gmail.com if, if you would like to contact us in that way. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you. Yep. Let like us and know, subscribe. Let us know what y'all want to hear us talk about. I mean, we will like definitely... Like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. We will definitely take, our, uh, take what y'all want to hear, and we'll talk about it. Absolutely. Before we go, can we make picks for the game? Oh, oh yeah. give them yeah. yeah, let's make a few picks. So we've got we've got Packers and Bucks, and we've got Bills and Chiefs. Now, now starting uh, with you, out Michael. Now, we're, now we're, the Packers are hosting, correct? Uh, yes. Packers are yeah. hosting, yeah. and the Chiefs okay. are hosting. Um, right now, I would say it's very, very, very difficult to go against Tom Brady in the playoffs. That's right. This is why it's, it's just, such a good game. There were times when I mean, I would. Times growing up where me and me and my dad would be watching the NFL on TV, mm-hmm. and I mean, you would have a situation where Brady's down four points, no timeouts, eighty yards to go with a minute left, and mm-hmm. I mean, and he would just say, "What?" I mean, Brady's going to score. This. He would flip the channel. I'm like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. And he, he's like, "Brady's going to lead him down there. and He's yeah. going to score." And the but Bucks have the most talented roster offensively. A lot of talent on that roster. I've just got to say though. They're not beating the Packers with the way yeah. Aaron Rodgers is playing. What's yeah. your pick on that game? So, Michael? so I'm gonna take the Packers. I think we're looking at man, that offense is just man, that uh, offense is just rocking and rolling. Let's, I like the Packers in this game. I'm gonna go. I like the over in this game. I'm gonna What's go. What's the spread? Let me look at spread. Uh, right now, I'm gonna go 24 to 20. 
Uh, I think it's going to be a close, hard Packers minus game. three. Do you Packers cover? minus three. They cover twenty four to twenty. Okay. Um, What's the over under? Over under is sitting at fifty one right now. So obviously I'm going to go be, over. That would be the under. But I'm um, going under too. So yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go over to you, Josh. What do you think for that game? Uh, for that game, hate to say it, I I think the Packers are going to win. I don't know. Packers. I just don't know that. Honestly, the way the defense, the way the that the one question the Packers have had all year with their defense and their defense has start started to show up. So I've got Packers. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, I want to take the under though. So I'll go twenty-seven. Do some quick math. Yeah, yeah I know. make sure you do your math. I'll go twenty-seven fourteen. 27. Wow. 14. Yep. Oh, so you think it's a two score game? I don't think so, the Buccaneers come out as hot because let you me think look at the, the weather the in Lambeau. Are in four, oh, Josh, it's going to be freezing cold. Probably going to be snow. It's Lambeau in January. Come on. Weather in Lambeau Field. I hope yeah. it snows. It's that'd, be, that'd be sick. You know it's going to you know it's going to be cold. There's probably going to be some snow on the ground. Carter here Sunday. Like? 29 and snowing, boys. That is, that that is football weather right there. If that is what you turn your TV on in January. Yep. Watch. And that's where I like. I don't even think the Bucks score if it snows. I really don't. Mm, I, I like, but they got the go to court. They do. So you never. They're know. gonna. They're they're gonna score. Where so do you yeah. move to though, Carter? Who do you, who do you like in the game? I like the Packers, obviously, okay. as I've kind of spoiled my pick a little bit. Yeah. Over under, like we said, was fifty one. Yeah, you've taken a little hint at the over. listeners that you're gonna take the over. So yes. Okay. I, it's a good. Both I'm sides are very. So, so what's your number? I'm going to go. With 31-24 Packers. 31-24 for the Packers now. Is that going to be a uh, – is that going to be – is decided in the final minute or is it going to be a – No, I think it's honestly going to be more of the Packers are in control the whole game. And Tom Brady comes – Tom Brady has a three – is like has a drop of three minutes left, scores, and then – They don't get the And then game. they're going to have to – have a prayer to win. See, despite my score being 24-20, I could really see the Packers coming out strong, punching them in the mouth early, and, I mean, maybe the Bucks, I mean, scoring a few late yeah. touchdowns to make it look closer than it was. But, yeah, I mean, we're going to move on to the AFC. Uh, what do you think of the Bills and Chiefs game? Bills and Chiefs, where is it being played? Chiefs. Chiefs. It is at the Chiefs, and this is assuming Patrick Mahomes is cleared to play. I love Josh Allen. I love the Bills team this year. It's a great story. First time they've won a play. They've won two now, but I mean, first time they won a playoff game since I mean, twenty plus years. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, it's the, the first time that they've made the AFC championship since I mean, nineteen ninety four. So they're not the only. I mean, beside the Browns, I mean, the Browns the aren't the only like Cinderella team. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I'm a. I'm a big Bills believer, but I love the Chiefs. I love the weapons that they have. I really, really, really want to pick the Bills, but I'm going to roll with the Chiefs at home, and I think we're looking at about 30. See, I, I think Over, this under, is – Bills, I, I think, that I think it's 54, Josh. I think we're looking at a 30-20 to 20 game. I like, I like the Chiefs 30-20. to 20. Okay. Okay. Uh, the oh, – let's see. Kansas City minus three. What's the over-under? Over-under. Uh, over Carter, what do you think? Who do you, who do you like in this game? Um, I'm, 54. Yeah, that's what I thought. thought I thought 54. We had talked about this. We're about the same as... Um, yeah, I'm going to be straight up. I'm going with the Bills. Going with the Bills. I am going with the Bills to beat the Chiefs. Josh Allen 
rocket arm Josh Allen. I think um, the Bills' defense is better than the Chiefs' defense, and the Chiefs' offense has a slight edge over the Bills' offense. But at the end of the day, if it comes down to who I think is going to score the last drive between the Bills going against the Chiefs' defense or the Chiefs going against the Bills' defense, I've got to go with the Bills going against the Chiefs' defense. So, with that being said, I do like the over in this game. So, I'm going to have to go with the over-unders 54. I don't want to use my same score, 31-24, that I used last. So, I'm going to go Bills. I'm going to go because there are going to be field goals. I'm going to go Bills 31, Chiefs 27. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Can you give me, for my pick, I need some help. Can you give me my piggy bank over there? Producer, producer Josh, I mean, what are your thoughts about this game? Bring in the clock. Here are my thoughts for this game. This game right here is literally a coin flip. Coin flip. Josh right. has a quarter in his hand. Heads is, heads, heads is the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes has a concussion. Yeah, Heads is the Chiefs. Tails is the Bills. Yeah. And then once we get this decision, he's going to pick a score. Oh, the moment of truth. Heads or tails? What do y'all think? I'm, I'm tails. Gonna say, I'm going to say tails. It is tails. It so is the tails. Bills, baby. Cop on the Bills, bills train. Circle the wagon. So, so I, I, I do like the Bills, honestly. Um Tell no one circles the wagon like the Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. Bills. I, I think with the way that the Bills are playing, I just don't think it's that outrageous of a take now. I mean, no, it's you, not. you got a bunch of casual NFL fans saying, oh, the Chiefs of Patrick Mahomes, I mean, how are you going to beat them uh, on the road? Y'all know, know, know what the sad part Stephon is? Stephon Diggs. Y'all know what the sad part is? The Bills haven't played to their potential yet. They haven't. That's, yeah. Well, you could say the Chiefs haven't, but they have. You know what I'm saying? You now, know what I mean? Shout but, out to the yeah. Chiefs' defense, though. They've been a little suspect most yeah. of the year. So. And then they were able to step up and hold that Browns team that was red hot coming off, yeah. putting up an offensive explosion against the Steelers' yeah. defense, and they held them to 17. So what I'm going with this, I'm going – I'll go Bills 35. I'm going with the over as well. I, what did you pick? I'm going Bills 35. I think 31-27. I'll go 35-28. No uh, field goals. I just, no. I just, I don't, I don't know that Patrick Mahomes, even if he is there, I don't know that he's 100% because even with it's this game. It's hard to come back from a well, like that. it's not even that. Even with this game at the Browns back. game, his, uh, his foot, one of it. His I, toe was hurt. Yeah. That's right. His toe, yeah. they, they kept on having to check his toe. He was limping around. He was, the he could not move before that. Like, so, yeah. I, this game could go one of two ways. I think if the Chiefs win, it's a close game. I think. The Bills could win in a close one. I also think that the Bills could blow them out. I think if there's a blow blowout, out. If, wow. if there's a blowout, it's going to be by the Bills. It will be, yep, if there's a blowout. But with that, that's that's a wrap. That is a wrap. Uh, we covered a lot of things today. Um, we will be sure to... Um, We'll be sure to listen to all of your comments and uh, please what, what give are we us gonna, your feedback. All right, Carter, do me a favor. I don't think we've emphasized this enough. What are we constant? What is? What are you constantly doing on social media? I am always looking at your DMs. He is checking the DMs. Like and subscribe. And Josh like and subscribe. And like and subscribe. I mean, if Josh hasn't told you enough, please like and subscribe. We really don't have a YouTube channel, so really subscribing is weird. But follow is what they call it on follow. Uh, no, Spotify. on Apple Podcasts, you subscribe to the podcast. Like and subscribe. Hey, give us a five star review if you like, like and yeah. subscribe. Or follow on. <laughs> I'm,
On Instagram, on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Feel free to uh, reach out to us on our social media always, platforms. Those are always open. If you've got some personal uh, questions, uh, our absolutely. Uh, our um. Uh, if you got any questions about tags anything, are in the. Uh, yeah. Links, our tags are in the. Our, our tags are in the description. And if also, you tell us you want you me could, off the show, just send me a DM. Yeah. I mean, you want somebody yeah. off the show. Yeah, and also, if you have any questions about something that's faith-based, something about that's life-based, uh, send us those, DM us those, and we'll Anything. we'll uh, we'll look over s- some stuff we have through the Bible, and and we'll do the best we can to help you out. We yep. we we'd love to help you, and and not that not that we're putting ourselves on a pedestal above anybody else, but I mean everybody needs. Uh, everybody needs a friend to talk to, and yeah. and we'll be that person for you, and we'd love to be that person because yeah. we're all going through our own struggles, and and we all know what it's like. So just let us know if y'all need anything. We're here for y'all. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So uh, yeah, like I said, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, be sure if we haven't emphasized enough, please like, subscribe, share with your friends, share with. I mean. Anybody that parents, you think, grandparents that you think would be uncles. interested in this kind of content. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that's going to be it. Uh, from producer Josh and Carter, I'm Farewell. Alan Michael Burnett. This is The Big Three signing off. We'll see you guys next time.